Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome. Here it is. It's the podcast with myself, Vernon Kay and Darren Fletcher. Now, I say it's called The Podcast, but let's give it its rightful and its very precious name. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for joining us for The Fumble! The Fumble, there we go. I'm still clapping, Fletch. I'm still clapping at the microphone. (laughs) Yes, it's The Fumble. It's week two. It's myself, Vernon Kay and Darren Fletcher, and we bring you... Uh, not necessarily the X's and O's of everything that goes on on the football field, because there's enough podcasts out there that provide you with all the facts, all the stats, everything that goes on on the field, all the predictions. Myself and Darren are two NFL fans who love the game and everything else that comes with it. Yeah, I've got a few stats though this week as well. Oh no. Are they statistics <laughs> that are going to bore us? Are they statistics that are going to send people away and download cooking podcasts? Hopefully, but hopefully, because that's what a statistic is. See, they're quite good, and they involve some they involve some big names as well. So I, I think they're quite appropriate. They're more milestones, Vern, this week than statistics. So I quite like the fact that some of the greats of the game are going to be recognised on this very podcast for their magnificent achievements. All right, well, so I, that, I know, I know one statistic that you're going to throw my way, and as always, when the heavens open and the goat steps foot down on this beautiful pasture, he deserves a fanfare. So I have no doubt, and if you haven't, I will physically slap you, I have no doubt right. that you have a statistic about Sir Brady of Tom, future godfather of my children. I, I have a statistic about Sir Brady of Tom. All right. And also, bearing in mind we're talking about books as well, which we did last week. Yes. I've actually found a little paragraph from a book that I'm reading at the moment about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and their relationship and what they've done with New England. I've actually found a paragraph that I think you'll really like for later on in the podcast that kind of sums up his attention to detail and lets you know that it's not just about those physical capabilities, but it's just how far he goes to make sure that he's a step ahead of everybody else. Well, we, so never, we never really hear You'll like that. Yeah, I, oh, of course. I, I am, I, I'm literally sat here now. Well, as you can see, Darren, I am sat here in nothing but my pair of New England Patriots Tanga briefs. Because every time, yeah. every time you talk about Tom Brady, and it's out there, and I will put it out there, I just have to put myself in a comfortable position, so we say, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm in a really comfortable position this week, because you're in a studio, but we're not together, are we? And I'm actually in my house. 
So I actually could be wearing anything or nothing at this stage, and nobody would know, including you. I've got a little microphone that I bought this week that's like the microphone off Phoenix Nights. I should be doing the bingo with it. It's got the black handle and the the, the old uh, silver wire top. Um, <laughs> and I'm sat with a telly on in the man cave talking about the NFL with you. It's fantastic. Mrs. F just, just, just sent a bacon sandwich through, so I've wolfed that down. So we get the hiccups halfway through, you know why. But I'm really comfortable here. All right, very nice. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, you take a picture of where you are. Right, yeah, and then we'll flip the coin, and I will. We will post a picture on the official Fumble Twitter account of our draft day with the Tom Brady Pele helmets and everything else, all the other uh, NFL merchandise. Basically, it's tat that sits on my desk. Uh, we'll put, I've got a Tom Brady bobblehead as well. What if somebody knows where I live and comes around and steals it when I'm away? Yeah, you've probably got a World Cup 1966 program, and that's about it. No, I've got a shirt signed by the by the team actually. Oh. In the room. What, the actual World Cup um, 66? The 66 team, yeah. Yeah. That's quality. I'll give you that. And I, but then behind me, so, so to my right, I've got a signed picture of the Steel Curtain defence, Pittsburgh Steelers, next to a signed picture of Rob Gronkowski. Behind me is a signed picture of Brett Favre, and to the left of that is a, a signed picture of Lawrence Taylor over a stricken Randall Cunningham. And then on the wall to the left-hand side, there are signed pictures of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and the late, great Walter Payton. Add in a pair of signed gloves from Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather and an open championship flag signed by Rory McIlroy, four mini helmets and eight signed baseballs, and we are now painting pictures, my friend. <laughs> I'll tell you what, your man cave <laughs> sounds like the reception of a corporate evening where they put out all <laughs> the auction lots for everyone to bid on. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is available, mate. Don't worry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, the silent, available auction the, right tonight, the silent auction tonight that. is courtesy of Darren Fletcher. <laughs> all right, well, let's not get into a, a, a memorabilia off, shall we? Because uh, we'll save that for future weeks, okay? Go on, you then. you Go bring on, your memorabilia and I'll win. raise you with mine. So where, where are we going to kick off? It's been a good week. week. Week two was a pretty decent week. We talked about statistics. We got uh, we got diverted because of my obsession with Tom Brady. So, so give us the Tom Brady stat about last week. Right. So the Tom Brady stat from last week, it was his 273rd game. And it was the first time that he'd ever thrown three touchdowns in the first quarter of any match that he's played in. But the one that caught my eye the most was he threw for 447 yards against the Saints, which is the most ever for a 40-year-old quarterback in the NFL. And the reason why I think that's significant is that the questions were being asked after week one as to whether he could still do it. Well, not only can he still do it, no quarterback of his age has ever thrown for that many yards in a single game. And he, he has never thrown three touchdowns in the first quarter. So he's officially back, he's officially fine, and... We shouldn't worry about him at all. So that that's the Brady numbers for this week that caught my eye. He so never went away, Darren. He never went away. Stop it. You did say that. I, I I'll give you that. Let me give you the other ones as well because I've got I've got I've got a few other bits and bobs as well that I think are great in terms of the numbers from last week. So Antonio Gates, 113th touchdown reception, which is the most for a tight end in NFL history. So I think he deserves a pat on the back for that. Aaron Rodgers. The fastest quarterback to 300 touchdowns, 144 games. He's about 13 games quicker than Dan Marino and Peyton Manning. But what about this one? Joe Thomas, left tackle. We never talk about Cleveland Browns. We never talk about left tackles. Joe Thomas, 10,000 consecutive snaps. He's never missed a play 
at left tackle in his NFL career. That is the equivalent, Vern, of being involved in 10,000 car crashes and walking away every time. There is a genuine NFL Iron Man. Yeah, I doff my cap. I doff my cap. And left tackle, it's not the easiest position on the field to play because you've got not a lot... Not when you're the Cleveland Browns left tackle either. Exactly, because all you've got... Well, let, just look at the division. You've got the Steelers coming at you every season. Congratulations, Mr Thomas. You well and truly deserve an award. And if Darren and I had an award to send you over there to... I'll tell you what we'll do. Why don't we give him an award? Why don't we make an award? And when he comes to Wembley or Twickenham or wherever they're playing, when he comes to London, let's give him an award. He wants chicken wings with extra... He wants Nando's chicken wings with extra spicy sauce. He's the fellow that you spoke about last week, the one that eats nothing but chicken and potatoes, and he's absolutely ridiculously strong. That's him, Joe Thomas. 10,000 successive snaps. So, yeah, I think we should get him an award. Yeah, it's got to be made of iron, that's for sure. It has to be made of iron. Could be at iron, but it needs to be made of iron. We'll get him a gift because uh, he's, yeah. done, he's, he's done more journeys than anyone who's worked for Eddie Stobart ever. <laughs> Imagine the miles he's clocked up. <laughs> That's insane. And he's probably, well, he, he's probably as hard as, a, as an Eddie Stobart truck as well. Yeah, he's hard as nails. He's complete, he can't play 10,000 straight snaps. He's never missed one. I mean, it, it's, it's astonishing. And he plays in a position where you get contact on every play. If it was a wide receiver... And you say, look, they played 10,000 successive snaps. I get that because a lot of the time the ball's nowhere near you. But every time the ball's snapped, he's got a fella as big as him running headlong at him to smash into him. He has contact on every play. So every one of those 10,000 snaps, he's been hit, which makes it even more remarkable, I think. Now, that, that poses a question for me because I, I'm, I'm slightly... Well, I'm, I'm an obsessive geek when it comes to American football to the point where I, I think the best position held on any NFL football team is the guy who sorts out the kit because he's got access to free memorabilia and merchandise day in, day out, and he could just write it off. Do you know what I mean? Where, where's, the, yeah. where's the jerseys? Oh, I, I don't know, but uh, I have a very active <laughs> eBay account, if you know what I mean. Right, so yeah. I want to know how many helmets per season Joe Thomas goes through. Because he can't wear the same one season in, season out. He must change. How many does he use? Well, I remember when Mike Singletary was playing for the Chicago Bears in the 80s. There was the story of... of, I can't remember what the numbers exactly are, but but the big topic around him when he was drafted by the Bears out of Baylor, uh, one of the colleges in Texas, was the number of helmets he broke every season because he was such a big hitter. So... You kind of lead with your shoulder. The helmet gets a rattle as well. Obviously, you, you tackle differently today than you did when Mike Singletary was in college due to the um, the, the restrictions, etc. today in terms of safety. But he was breaking helmets hand over fist, Singletary. So it does happen. And Joe Thomas must have smashed a few. He's got to. Got yeah, to with them. Got he, to with them. He must have gone through, uh, through a few helmets. But haven't we all? That's how you get on in life. Uh, so let's uh, talk about. Let's talk about. Uh, Stop it! Our epic battle, Darren, that took place yes. this past weekend uh, at fantasy football because we're, we're in a league, and we'll talk about DraftKings a little bit later on. But you and I went head to head, and there was one point in our matchup. I was relying on Kenny Golladay. Kenny, what, what, if you lose a fantasy matchup to Kenny Golladay, should I just not quit and well, never play again? Well, let me tell you this. This is the first season where I have been in a league with friends. All right, there's 12 of us in our league. 
And the thing that I am finding fascinating is how competitive I've become very early. At the moment, I'm 2-0. and <laughs> And I've already claimed four people off waivers. And Kenny was one of them because he had a tremendous first week. 18-plus points, I think he had. A couple of touchdowns. Uh, first game, rookie season. Then, guess how many points he got week two? It, well, I'll tell you what he got week two. Enough. Because Point. he beat me. And you know how, how many he got to beat you? Go on. Point six. <laughs> Thank you. Point that, that makes me feel so points. much better. You know who Kenny reminds me of? Who? Rod Tidwell. Do you know who he reminds me of? Dick Turpin. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, what Kenny's done, he's gone, you know what, two touchdowns, opening game of the season, bang, show me the money. And then they haven't, yeah. and he's disappeared. It's, uh, it's going to be a tough matchup for us both this weekend because I'm facing the guy in our league who has more points, more points than the uh, Eastern European countries combined at the Eurovision Song Contest. Like, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is obscene. This guy, uh, the Cordy Kessler run, our good friend Richard Britton, he is yeah, just, internet rich. He is just racking up points. He's got Mariotti, he's got Hunt, Anderson, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Kelsey at tight end, Chris Johnson yeah. in the flex. He's got the Broncos D and suck up at kicker. And he is just going to boss this league, I'm telling you. But he deserves it because he's a Browns fan. So he's lived through hurt for so long. All right, so fair enough. this is the one area. And, and he also, by the way, he struggles to get a girlfriend as well. So oh, okay. that's against him. All right. So he deserves a decent fantasy team. All right, fair enough. Because he lives his Is life it? in a fantasy, by all accounts. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, he listen, and he listens to the podcast, so we'll be getting a phone call about that. All right, well, I'll tell you what, this takes us seamlessly on to uh, the topic of events for tonight. So we're recording this right yes. now on Thursday, prior to London weekend, prior to the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Baltimore Ravens. It's going to be an epic matchup, and I hope it lives up to its billing. We know the Jags struggled last week, but they had an opener where they were victorious. The Ravens are, uh, are always present, either in the playoffs or on the cusp of the playoffs. If not, the Super Bowl. They're always there. But tonight kicks it off for myself and uh, you, Darren, because we have what is the ultimate invitation. We do. Well, you have the ultimate invitation. I, I'm your plus one. I, I tonight, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Test Daily. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I, I haven't told you this yet, Darren, so there's no better time to do it now with the thousands <laughs> of people that download and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Go on. They actually think Tess is coming. <laughs> oh, do they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Great. So, so when, I, when I called earlier to say, what shall I wear? You weren't actually, you know, if I'm going to pass the test, it's slightly different to what you suggested. If you could do me a favour and just kind of just walk on three or four <laughs> steps behind me and I'll say, oh, she's not here. Darren, what a surprise, <laughs> my Imagine seeing you here. Oh, yes. goodness oh, gracious. Fantastic. Fantastic. So what's happening? We've been invited to spend an evening with Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Fulham FC on his own private super yacht yeah which is which is mad so you can see now why he thinks Tess is coming and not me yeah it's a beautiful piece of civil engineering it's unbelievable this thing is multi-bedroomed multi-bathroom it's got a bar it's got a dance floor it's just ridiculous I mean if you were the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars then this is what you sail around the Caribbean on it's very extravagant but you know what I love Shad Khan do you know why Darren why because he's self-made yes I love him because he's invited us on his yacht tonight, all expenses paid. That's why I like him more now. 
I don't I, think I he's expecting a fella from Nottingham to stand at the bar and drink bodies or bitter. Because I, I don't yeah. think they serve it on the on the yacht, Darren. Oh, says says the fella from Bolton. Well, yeah, I'll just drink the I'll drink the wet tray. <laughs> they, they know what's coming. Hey, I, I've know, been I've been on before. <laughs> when I when I when I looked at the invitation, it actually it's it's really you know I think I think Jamie Collum, the singer, he's performing tonight, isn't he for us? Yeah, while on, we're the, on the piano. It says on the invitation, but it also says that before boarding the boat, you've got to take your shoes off. Is taking your shoes off before you get on the super yacht not the equivalent of chucking your car keys in the front? Oh, pool. Darren, no! No, it, <laughs> it's not one of them dudes, my friend. Is it, is oh, it oh, no. Is it not? No, no, no. Turn the lights off, I'm coming in. It's not one of them. No, 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 no. I no, just no, saw no. that when he said all, you know, all invited guests must remove their shoes before boarding. I thought, hang on, aye, aye, that's code for something. Well, I'll tell you what, you you will understand and, you, and you'll see the reason why you have to take your shoes off on this right. boat uh, when we get there. And we'll talk about it next week on the podcast. We'll, we'll fill all the listeners and subscribers in next week as to what went on or what is going to go on on Shad Khan's super yacht this evening. It's going to be a great party. And basically what he's done, he's invited everyone who's had something to do with the Jaguars over the past 12 months. So there's a lot of familiar faces going to be on the boat. Uh, all his office staff from Jacksonville that he brings over, they'll all be there as well. He'll probably say a few words about the game and the anticipation about the game. And it's basically just cocktails and canapes with Jamie Cullum on the piano. So it'll be Fantastic. a laugh. It'll be good. As an NFL fan, and I think all of us really, whether we're, we're fans of the Jacksonville Jaguars or not, he is the owner that has been the best for us. He's gone, you know what, you can have my team. My team's going to come and play every year. My team wants to play multiple games over there. Um, and I, I think he's been superb. So the fact that could be in his company later on, and I can personally thank him while I'm getting banjoed on bodies and canapes, listening to Jamie Cullum. It's fantastic. That could be Jamie's next single. Banjoed on canopies and ill. Oh, I'm banjoed on canopies and ill. I'm banjoed on canopies, sailing down the Thames. I'm banjoed and canopied on ill. It's a winner for me. It's a winner for me. It's number one. Yeah, so we'll let you know what goes on on the yacht uh, next week. I'm looking forward to it. I really, really am. Right, let's uh, let's talk about week three, Darren. Got some epic yes. matchups coming our way. What are we going to look out for? What's going to happen? I think if you're playing fancy this week, loads of these these two players are in, are available in most leagues. They're not um, they're not very um, not very not what word am I looking for? They're not owned by many people. That. I was going to say they're not very owned, but that's nonsense. So <laughs> I, I've picked up this week Chris Carson, running back of the Seattle Seahawks, who I think now is the, the lead back for them, a team that historically runs it a lot. So I think he could be potentially this year's Jordan Howard. And the other one that I've picked up this week is Samaji Pirine, the rookie running back from Oklahoma of the Washington Redskins, who, again, I think during the course of the season – would have replaced Rob Kelly as the lead back anyway. But now Rob Kelly's got the injured rib. I think he assumes lead back status and goal line carries. So I think if you can get your hands on Chris Carson, Samaji P. Ryan, you might just steal a march on others in your league. And this is where leagues are won, my friend. Hmm. I'm just having a look. I'm just having a look, Fletch, on the waiver wire. None of those are available in our league. Because I've taken them already. Oh, you swine. Yes. While you're messing about adding and dropping Matt Forte, 
I'm going three or four layers down. I know. All yeah. right, well, let, let me ask you this question, right? We've played each other now, so we're not going to face each other again unless you get in the playoffs. What do you mean, unless? <laughs> right? Unless. Let, let me talk to you because, because you know everything that there is to know about players and their progress, right? So this is my bench. Deshaun Jackson, Ted Ginn Jr., Rex yeah. Burkhead, Kenny Golladay, he's done, yeah. Brandon Coleman. Who do I get rid of there? If you're going to own a New Orleans Saints receiver, it's got to be Michael Thomas, Brandon Coleman, or Willie Sneed. And the odd man out in all of that becomes Ted Ginn Jr. You can't rely on him week after week. You'd never know when to start him. So my suggestion would be to get a more reliable option who's going to give you regular points and you actually know what he's going to do. And he also, Vern, drops... Far too many passes. In fact, I can't believe he's on your roster in the first place. I know, and, and I totally agree with you because I, I was watching the Brady show with our good friends uh, at Sky at the weekend and Ted Ginn, he's got hands made of butter. He's got two frying pans and he's trying to catch the ball between the two frying pans. But in this day and age where, let's be honest, you can't. there is no excuse, no excuse for dropping an American football in the NFL in 2017 no. because the gloves that they use, it's like walking around with 10 little Pritt sticks on the end of your hands. <laughs> They're unbelievable. You, you could, no wonder Odell Beckham, I don't think this is controversial and a lot of people will disagree with me, but I hope that a lot of people will agree with me. I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. would be the receiver that he is today if he didn't have the gloves with the modern technology that's available to him. There is no wow. way. That is a big call. There is, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw it right back at you. There is, well, give me one second. There is no way that that catch, that iconic catch that made Odell Beckham the the, the huge superstar that he is against the Dallas Cowboys, there is no way he would have made that had it been a Monday night in San Francisco with the gloves that they used to wear in the late 80s. Not a chance. Right, but I'm going to throw one back at you now. If you go... Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Slightly before that, we're talking about great receivers. So we're talking about Fred Beletnikov of the Oakland Raiders, Hall of Famer, right? In that day and age, they didn't wear the gloves that they wear today. They had stick them all over their hands. Yeah. So they'd walk out onto the field looking like they'd just dip their hands in a, a, a bowl full of wallpaper paste. And it was literally it's like one of those old-fashioned fly strips. You know when you put the fly strip up and they fly into it and they can't get off? Absolutely. That's what the ball was like in those days. So all I would say is, I, I, I do agree with you to a large extent that, that, that that is a bit of technology there that helps the wide receivers out. But it's not the first time that those 
aides have been there for receivers, defensive backs, where it helps them catch the ball. Yeah. And also, you know, I, I don't mind because that spectacular, that spectacular catch, we've all seen that. Yeah, I mean, no, the good no, thing I, is I, David, I, Tyrese, David Tyrese was totally aid-free, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Ball onto the side of the helmet, down you go, can you hang on? Yeah. That's a fair point, fair point. No, no, yeah. no you know, I'll just yeah. put it out there, I'm, I'm only saying. But if you do want to get involved with fantasy football, then let me tell you about a way to enter the DraftKings one-week fantasy football. This Sunday, DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 contest that's totally free to enter with our promo code FUMBLE, F-U-M-B-L-E. The best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitments. It's as simple as that. So go to draftkings.co.uk now and use the promo code FUMBLE to play in DraftKings' free contest with $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. That's the promo code FUMBLE to compete for your share of $100,000 in total prizes. And we must say, we've got to say this, Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.co.uk for details. Darren, yes. if you could pick one quarterback for week three who's going to have a good week, who's it going to be? I think Aaron Rodgers is a pretty safe bet this week because he's up against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think at the minute, that's a really good matchup that you want. But I think slightly lower down, Kirk Cousins there has made a slow start to the season with the Washington Redskins. But they play the Raiders this week. And they're just basically going to stand toe-to-toe and try and get points against each other. So even though you'd expect the Raiders to win the game, you'd expect Cousins to throw for a lot of yards, throw for a few touchdowns, start to get the chemistry developed now with Terrell Pryor um, and bring Jamison Crowder into the game a little bit more. So I think as a a bargain pick this week, Kirk Cousins might well be the way that you go. But I've had an idea as well, you know, about this this DraftKings thing. I knew there there was a noise in the background. I could hear those cogs are grinding. Yes, they grind every now and again, (laughs) every now and again. And, And a lot of the time, not successfully. But I think this time, I might be onto something. So last week, you said, wouldn't it be great at the end of the season to have a fumble party? What you can do, you can go on to DraftKings and to actually get up and running, you can play in the free games, but to actually get up and running, you have to pledge $5. If you use the promo code FUMBLE and pledge your $5, so it's, it's like you open an account essentially with them. Mm. If you do that, we thought, well, that's okay, but what do our loyal podcast subscribers get back from us? Because we can't just ask people to put $5 in. You know, I, I get what you're saying, absolutely. No, so I thought we've got to give them something back. Hang on, hang on, I know what you're thinking. We're yeah, going to go charter on. Shad Khan's yacht and we're going <laughs> to yeah. we're going to sail around the Caribbean with everyone <laughs> that subscribed to our podcast and everyone that's put $5 into DraftKings, right? Not quite, oh. but if we can if we can borrow the back room at the Dog and Duck and have the party that you're talking about. What I thought was if you pledge your $5 to DraftKings and use the promo code fumble, I think that should get you two tickets to our end of season party, which is going to be quite an exclusive affair it's not like everybody everybody can go so I thought that might be a way of us giving something back what do you reckon I love it and it's a great idea I'm yeah, going so to get a couple it, of friends to come up and DJ I know friends I've got people in uh, in the alcohol industry <laughs> who can provide <laughs> us with a couple of kegs I know yeah. a man who's got a caravan and a marquee so we can pitch love the it. party up anywhere uh, yeah. I'm up for that. I am definitely yeah. up for that. We'll get a spit roast to eat, to eat. Right. And, and then we'll just crack on. We'll watch some NFL. 
And you've got to take your shoes off before you get there. Absolutely. That is a great idea, Darren. So that's probably the best way to do it. If you do that, pledge your $5, use the promo code, you'll get your two tickets. That's the best way to do it, Vern. And I think we can you know, keep adding people to the list as we go week by week now. All right, very good. Love it. Yeah, so do it, do it. And then we can uh, we can have a duck do. Quack, quack. Yep. He's gone. What a pick six. Uh, right, Darren, pick six. Yeah, uh, we do it every week. It's a regular fixture. Six topics, three each. I'm going to go first. Yep. What's been your best London experience with the NFL? Well, in terms of the game, I'd say 2008, um, the Saints against the Chargers, 37-32. Stereophonics were the support act, the, the, the kind of the halftime show, pre-game show, I think you call it. So that was the best game I saw in ridiculous conditions. It was raining. The, the performance that Rivers and Breeze put on that day, astonishing. But for me, it was the first time I went to one, 1986, the first American Bowl, the Chicago Bears against the Dallas Cowboys. The first time I'd been to Wembley, I was 13 years old and I saw Jim McMahon, Walter Payton, the fridge, that great defence, and I was blown away by the Wembley roar and the whole experience. I think the American Bowl experiences were, for young fans like we were then, they, they were, they were eye-opening. You know, they were heartwarming occasions because I used to go with my brother and my dad, just the three of us, drive down to Wembley, stop at Watford Gap Services, have something to eat on the way there, have something to eat on the way back. My dad, because he's a lorry driver, knew all the back roads around Wembley, so we were there We were there at the click of a finger. It was an awesome experience, and I'll never forget. My one story was uh, that, that I'll never... It's kind of haunted me, I'll be honest with you, Darren, and, and for me, talking about it publicly, I think it's free therapy, I'll be honest with you. So <laughs> whilst you sat at home in your paddling pool full of olive oil... Just bear with me one second and maybe you can send me some psychological advice to aid me, aid me through the next uh, several moments. So we're watching the, I think it was the San Francisco 49ers versus the Miami Dolphins in the late 80s. And they had a streaker. Now, the streaker wasn't female. The streaker was a fella. And right. he ran in between the defensive line and offensive line. He ran around the running back and then he ran off to the sidelines. And I'll never forget it because my dad just shouted at the top of his voice as everyone was laughing, there's a streaker! There's a streaker! Oh, <laughs> give me them binoculars! Let me have a look! I'm like, it's a bloke, Dad. What, what, what do you want to get the binoculars and look at a, a male streaker for? Oh, it's funny, isn't it? And then everyone around us, everyone around us just absolutely ripped me father to pieces for wanting to look at a streaker through the binoculars. Did he get the binoculars and look at the streaker? Did anybody give them to him? No, because I had the binoculars because I was Good. such a football Good. geek and they did not leave my neck. They were well and truly wrapped around there. <laughs> right, there's, there's, there's more London questions coming later on. Right. But I'm going to give you a list of names here, Vern. Yeah. Blake Bortles, Jacoby Brissett, Kirk Cousins, Jay Cutler, Mike Glennon, Brian Hoyer, Russell Wilson, Case Keenum, Tyrod Taylor. Why have there been so many bad quarterbacking performances already this season in the NFL? What is going on with the most important position on the field? Do you know what? This question, you could debate the answer to this question every day of the year up until Super Bowl. You really could. Because... The game, it just goes to show, I think, that the game, the professional game of American football, of NFL, is by far a million miles away from the college game. There is something in the process of a young quarterback going through his development stages, going through college and the process of learning the game where something is seriously lacking 
to enable them to step up to the next level. I think that's pivotal to the quarterbacking position. There is something wrong somewhere. Why are there only a handful of top quality quarterbacks? Is it their their mental intelligence? Excuse me, because we're talking about professional athletes where the pool of talent at college level is extremely deep. But yet at the professional level, it's ridiculously shallow. Yeah, and I mean, some of those names that we've got in there have experience and a, a, a track record of being good. You know, Russell Wilson's been to Super Bowls, but he looks poor this year. You know, Blake Bortles was on an upward curve 18 months ago, and now he looks like he's forgotten how to throw the ball. Kirk Cousins, yards, touchdowns galore last year. Can't get on track. I mean, some of the others, you wonder how they've actually made it onto an NFL roster. But there are some big-name quarterbacks who are struggling this year as well. And it's got to be a big worry, hasn't it, for some of these general managers? Definitely. I think it's a a, a big worry for the game, to be honest with you, because, like you say, it is the pivotal position. I I listen to your commentary when you're doing the football, Darren, and it's not just yourself, but there are several commentators now who are using quarterbacks, the word quarterback, as references for midfield players. He's like the quarterback. He's the general. You know, So everyone knows how yeah. important the quarterback position is. And I just find it really, really difficult to understand why there's a few out there who are just getting away with it. I agree. What's the next one, Vern? I'll tell you what we'll do, Darren. For my next question, I'm going to go to Twitter. So we've had Go a lot on. of questions on At The Fumble. And Neil Bradley, uh, good lad, Neil, he says, would you drop your team to support a permanent NFL franchise if a team moved to London full-time? Quickly, no, I wouldn't. I would adopt it as my second team. Quickly, I would, if they're any good. <laughs> the glory hunter! <laughs> Fletcher the glory hunter! It's simple. as simple as that! Simple. Oh, There's honesty for you, my friend. Oh, my if they were decent, me. I'd drop the Packers in a heartbeat. If they're crap, I'd stick with the Packers. Can Pack- the Chargers and Rams both work in LA? I've got some numbers at the weekend. Rams and Chargers combined attendance, 81,993. 56,500 watched the Rams in the Coliseum. The night before, 84,500 watched USC, the college team playing there. Can those two coexist in the same city in the US? I don't think they can. I honestly don't think they can. Because if you look at the, the 80s, when there was a lot of money flying around Los Angeles, the Raiders failed. That franchise failed in the Coliseum. It didn't work. That's why they moved out. So why would you put two NFL teams in one city that has minimal interest in the NFL as a fan base? From a fan base perspective, I find it, obs- I find it just bizarre. I agree. Next one, Vern. All right, here we go. Of all the former players who visited during the London weeks, who's been the best you've ever met? Or I loved Joe Theismann when he came. Loved Joe Theismann when he came. I took my son Luca to the game and Joe whipped his Super Bowl ring off, gave it Luca, wear that for a few minutes. Luca was walking around with Joe Theismann's Super Bowl ring on. Lovely touch by him. Um, the one that I was slightly awkward with was Patrick Willis of the San Francisco 49ers. I went to their open practice. I interviewed Patrick Willis from a BBC programme and he talked about playing at Wimbledon all the way through the interview. And he was so big, I didn't dare say, Patrick, it's Wembley. And then went back to the studio and played it. And he got ridiculed on social media for doing it. And I could have stopped it, but I, I just I just froze. So, Patrick Willis, I know he listens to the fumble, so I apologise for not editing out your Wimbledon references all those years ago. That's hilarious. Well, I, I, <laughs> I got to meet, uh, undoubtedly, the hardest NFL player ever to play the game. I got to meet Ronnie Lott. 
Oh, yes. Like that. Yeah. Ronnie Lott was in, uh, you know that room that you do at Wembley, Darren, where you sit and you interview former players, past and present, who are representing... The Great Hall. The Great Hall. So so what happens is we get some VIPs over, uh, former players who've played for the franchises that are going to play on the Sunday. Darren and his team interview them in front of uh, kind of... uh, VIP guests, aren't they? Yeah. The guests of the teams. Alumni. Yeah, alumni. It's a really good... Alumni. A really good interview. Even though there's a lot of food available and people are chowing down, there's a little bit of background noise. You've interviewed some superstars of the game on that stage. I have. And Ronnie... John Elway and John Elway and Jerry Rice in the same room. Yeah, Bruce Smith was there one year. Bruce Smith. I mean, come on. So I got to meet Ronnie Lott and uh, he was so nice and generous with his time that he was the kind of person that I wanted him to be as a kid growing up watching the game. Watching him hit people so hard, it hurt through the telly. An old chestnut, Vern. Are we ever going to get a team in London? Our own team. I get asked this probably about half a dozen times a week. I don't think we will. I don't think we will. I think what will happen is we will have a season ticket which will be offered to to fans of the game. And you will buy a season ticket which will be eight games. So we will have a full season of games. Do you understand? So we'll get 16 different teams eventually when the NFL starts to make a profit in London, which it is doing. It's, It's slowly breaking even. Uh, I think I've heard down the grapevine it's slowly breaking even and I think I think what we'll do is we'll get a season ticket where we'll see several games and maybe the Jags will be here two or three times I don't know maybe they'll be our regular team and they'll be here uh, more than once a year but I think we won't get one team we'll get several teams which will enable fans to buy a season ticket and then that's you as an NFL fan right love that we're running out of time today we've got a couple more bits we've got to do we need a quick chat about the game at at Wembley on Sunday, but I mentioned this book. You talked about the Cowboys book last week. I'm reading one called Belichick and Brady, Two Men, The Patriots, and How They Revolutionised. And I can't read the rest of it because it's not on the page because I've taken a photograph of it. But anyway, it's that one. I can't can't give you the full book title, so I apologise for that. But just put Belichick and Brady into Amazon, it will come up. But this is a little paragraph. And they'd basically played the Jets, the Patriots. And the paragraph says, the two teams played again the day after Christmas. And the Patriots walked away with a 10-point victory. One of the few highlights in the game for the Jets was Ty Law picking off Brady and running 74 yards for a touchdown. It was his seventh interception in what would eventually become a 10-interception season. New York would soon be looking for a new coach, but that was next year. A couple of days after the game, and bearing in mind, Vern, Ty Law played at New England with Tom Brady. A couple of days after the game, Law got a phone call. He recognised the number, the voice and the question. Hey, Ty, Brady said, what did you see on that interception? What did I give away? Three titles and two MVPs later, he was still searching the way he had when he was trying to take the job from Bledsoe. So what he'd done there, Vern, knew Ty Law, won the game, threw an interception that was returned for a touchdown and rang the defensive back of the opposing team to ask what he'd seen on that particular play so he didn't do it again. That is why he's the greatest of all time. Attention to detail like that. I love that. I think that's class. Yes. I think that's absolute I class. I knew you would. You know, it, that's Tom Brady failing at the quarterback position. A pick, a pick six is the ultimate failure for a quarterback. But for him to have the balls to turn around to Ty and say, listen, dude, what did I give away? What did I show you? Was it the eyes? Was it the play? Was it, you know, was it a routine? Was it a system that we're in? Was it uh, the regularity of that play that we call? What did you see that made you pick me off? I thought that's awesome. Brilliant. 
it's well worth a read. It's really good. I'm halfway through it, and there's little gems like that all the way through. Michael Holly's written it, who uh, used to be around. I think he's on the Boston Globe. Or, or it's it, that's his neck of the woods, and it's a, a really well researched and well written book. All right. Well, let me just end on the book that I was talking about last week because I didn't give the title away. Uh, if you like watching. The Sopranos, if you like watching Ballers on HBO or on Sky Atlantic, if you like watching Sons of Anarchy, if you like Ray Donovan, if you like uh, Last Chance You, then you have to read Boys Will Be Boys, The Glory Days and Party Nights of the Dallas Cowboys Dynasty. It's by Jeff Perlman, and if you're on a long-haul flight or if you do a lot of travelling, after you've listened to the Fumble podcast, read this book because it will blow your mind. Agree. Simple as that. Agree. And in fact, you know, Vern, any Jeff Perlman book is well worth a read. He's written a great one, Gunslinger, about Brett Favre that we'll talk about in the coming weeks. He's one of the best in terms of sticking an NFL book together. That is a great read. It does it. it Every page shocks you, doesn't it? It's unbelievable. That's the two-minute warning. All right, two-minute warning, Darren. We've got to crack on. Who's going to win the game on Sunday? I'm a bit concerned, Vern, because the Jacksonville defence is really good and the Ravens' offence isn't all that good and the Ravens' defence is exceptional and the Jaguars' offence is horrendous. I've got a slight concern that we might be seeing the first nil-nil in the NFL since 1943. <laughs> well, so, last weekend, didn't we have a 9-6? We did. With the Carolina I, I, Panthers, I think it was? Yeah, the last nil-nil was in 1943. The Giants played the Lions. I struggle to see how Jacksonville can move the ball in a, in a, on a serious note against that Ravens defence. Blake Bortles has been inaccurate, to say the least, and they've been picking off errant passes in the first two games of the season with great regularity. From the Jacksonville standpoint, their strength is trying to run the football. You can't run it on the Ravens' front seven, so I don't know how Jacksonville score. So I think it could be a pretty regulation Ravens win. I'm thinking something like 21-3, that kind of scoreline. I can't see any way that Jacksonville win the game. Oh, I hope they I hope they're competitive. I really do, just for the sake of the franchise, but for committing themselves to London. Uh another stat for you, Darren. Strap yourself in. Go on. It's gonna be Terrell Suggs' two hundredth game on Sunday. Right. And he's gonna be celebrating in London. And I quote the big man himself, it's just a business trip. It's not, Terrell, because no. every single interview that you'll do, they'll ask you what we call pants what a tea strainer is. They'll ask you where London Bridge is. They'll ask you where the Queen lives. They'll ask you what the boot of a car is. And they'll ask you what the pavement is. I'm sick of those questions. I'm tired of those questions. I have never, ever heard anybody Why do people interview American footballers and ask them these stupid, inane questions about London? Give it a break. We know that they talk different. Jesus. I've never heard anyone in the world ask what a tea strainer is. <laughs> That's it. Too many warning is over. We are done. <laughs> we are done, Darren. And I'm fuming. And I've spilled and by my the drink. Way, there is a man. There is a man who has one of the best nicknames in the NFL. Tea Sizzle. Oh, I tea love sizzle. Tea Sizzle. Yes. Welcome to London. I hope you enjoy it. And I and I've no doubt that it'll have a great weekend. Yeah, just everybody's listening to this. Come and see us on, on Sunday. I'm going to be doing the tailgate in the car park at Wembley with Neil Reynolds. We've got a load of people coming. Ray Lewis is going to be there, Jonathan Ogden. We've got a look, the great and good of the NFL are going to be floating around. Come and spend a bit of time with us before you go in and see the game. And enjoy it if you're going. Yeah, definitely. And uh, make sure you make yourself heard. Let's make a statement. Let's get uh, let's get in that stadium and let America know that uh, 
it's not just a little bit of tittle-tattle. It's not just something fancy that the NFL is doing. This is serious. We want a franchise. We want more games. Uh, we want to be a part of it because we love the game. Darren, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And next week, people, don't forget, you will have chapter and verse on everything that goes on on Shad Khan's yacht tonight. Chapter and maybe a couple. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Versus. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Ta-da.